Last times, at least on this cycle of podcasts, I will say good morning on Waking with Aurea because it is moving to a time that we can have more of discussions and even longer period so we can do more call-ins. So starting the first week of April, we will do this show at Tuesday at 9 to 11 p.m. Again, starting April... 9 to 11 p.m., where the time will be better spent taking in your calls, taking in your questions. At the end of the day, it's a pretty difficult for a lot of people, or it can be challenging for a lot of people during the day to call, whether they're at work or wherever they may be. So in spirit of community building and my true desire to get your phone calls, to listen to you, to have a discussion with you. I, me and thank you, Sam Libowitz of Talking Alternative, the creator of this network that is a fantastic and wonderful opportunity for me and for many others to come on and share what we have to share with such ease and flow. So thank you, Sam, for changing and coming to work at night, 9 to 11 on Tuesdays. So these next couple of podcasts, today and next time, will be about, you know, I still continue to do what I have been doing, which is talking most of the time, and that's good. That's okay. This is, I think, my 24th episode or so, maybe 25th, I'm not sure. And it feels so good to know the truth that everything, everything has a gestation period, including launching anything new it's not about getting ready to launch it's not about the preparation and outlining notes and outlining content it's really really all about launching yourself into it and having six months of practice before you know how you want to do it i have such more clarity now after doing it for 20, you know, after 24 or so episodes, I have so much more clarity, so much more understanding, so much more even passion and confidence about what it is that I'm offering and I want to offer that starting this new phase, the, the two-hour podcast where it's a true co-creation between me and Sam and talking radio and the community, there is so much more excitement. There is so much more intrigue from my part. I will be. I know for a fact that I will be talking about it and telling people about it so much more than I have over the past twenty-four episodes. Why? It doesn't matter. The truth is, I've always found myself to be an example of unprepared and ready to go. Really, unprepared and ready to go. This place inside you, because every one of you listening, tuning in. Have you have something to offer? You have something you want to say. There is something within you that wants to express itself so badly, and yet we have been trapped in the mind of our preparation. We have been trapped in the mind field of getting ready. 
And I'd like to be an example and continue to be an example that getting a start that is less than perfect, getting a start where you get few listeners, if any, for months and months and months, it's all about getting the experience, not externally, but internally. The more comfortable you get with offering your message, the more comfortable you get with showing up. The more you feel the support, the more you experience the alchemy of spiritual support. And that's what I called today's podcast, the alchemy of spiritual support. Alchemy is what seems like magic. It's when things come together that's beyond your understanding. And yet we know that so much of it starts and is played and danced with by us. And yet there is a complete letting go. There's a complete surrender to the spiritual side of life, which is every day, all day, everything. And yet we are so convinced that we understand our experience that somehow we made a separation between the spiritual world and the material world. And those of us waking up, we know that there isn't such a thing. As a matter of fact, Waking up is basically knowing that everything is spiritual. Everything is movement. Everything is vibration. Every experience, all of which you are right now un- unfolding as, comes from a place that is 99.99999% space and energy. And the very little aspect of you that feels materialistic, that feels solid, not only we know that that is space as well, it's merely light being reflected. It's merely energy being vibrated in different frequencies which feel more dense or less dense. So this whole show, my whole existence, what is it called? It's called waking. Waking with Aurea. Why do I call it that way? Because waking up is a process. Waking up is a process that takes time. It can take lifetimes. We are examples of waking consciousness. We are examples of consciousness that is becoming more and more and more aware of itself. Truly, having awareness, having faith, Waking into your consciousness takes support because it's very, very difficult to wake up on your own. You need reflection. You need to be able to see your blind spots. You need people to support you when you surrender to the fact that you have no control. We come from such a place where control and preparation and using yeah, and, and basically being ready for anything that may, be, may happen keeps us busy and worrying, keeps us busy and preparing. So as you learn to dance with life, as you learn to surrender to life dancing with you, that process, that waking up process, I'm here to support you on that because I know that without other people's support, I wouldn't be here. And this is not just about the work we may be doing together in person. This is about the work that all of us, humanity, society, is doing collectively. 
We are literally expanding. We are literally becoming more and more and more aware that our inner life, that our inner imagination reflects and emanates and projects our outer reality. As a matter of fact, we know that there is no difference between our inner world and our outer world. And that is what I am here to support you with. That's what I am here to remind you that paying attention, pausing, slowing down, getting to really know how you generate your expression and your experiences in life, the combination of your imagination and your heart, the combination of being and doing, the combination of feeling in your body and completely surrendering to everything else. There is a dance of yin and yang. There is a dance, a push and pull, a masculine and a feminine energy that is within you, that is constantly, constantly generating who you are. And you, knowing that, knowing what to expect, or at least having the support in handling and navigating the rides, the storms, is what building community is all about. Because our work is ultimately to become part of nature, to become part of a harmonious nature. We are already part of nature, but it hasn't been harmonious for quite some time. We've been competing and fighting for resources which are natural, which are flowing, which even though we may be able to recreate and create, it begins with life itself. It begins in nature. So, if you are finishing a very stormy winter, because it does feel like it, it's not just in your head, it's not just in your own body, this sense of stormy, very volatile, tumultuous, cold, freezing, emotional winter that we just went through. Take a deep breath. And know that it's not just you. Far from it. The entire world is experiencing it. And if you're not paying attention to it, if you're fighting it, if you are not allowing the river to carry you, if you're trying to hold on to the edges you will drown. That feeling of drowning intensifies as you hold on to the shore. You are deep in the river. You are in a very, very fast flowing river. And what you can do, what we're here to do, is let go and see where the river is taking you. Know that all of your work, all of your preparation, all of the books and the seminars and the ceremonies have all prepared you for these times. And as you allow the river to take you, and we'll see where it takes us, but it's definitely to a place where we don't fight so much, where we don't try so much, where letting go is life's biggest advantage that you don't have to do so much. That our job is truly to just be. And any doing, any doing happens from the being. When you are being, when you are paying attention, when you are actively 
listening to life. That's when you will know what to do, how to do it, how often to do it. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you do not need a plan of action, that you get your plan of action from life itself? Wouldn't it be nice to know that you get guidance and help and support all of the time? As a matter of fact, we all know that most of your bodily functions, most of what's going on with you comes from the unconscious mind. When you duck from a ball that's flying towards you or when you make that quick right in the car and someone almost swipes you, those little examples, you know for a fact that your body, your spirit, is much more aware than your conscious mind. You know that. So wouldn't it be nice to know that you can surrender to that truth you can surrender that just like you duck fast and automatic when a frisbee comes your way and you can't catch it it's the same way with life it's a little silly to do all the preparation that we do it's actually very silly and it's okay it really is okay we have done our best and learning how to control everything and now we are coming in into a new phase where we know we are using this great, amazing, fantastic, magical computer of ours, the ability to compute and build. It's merely so we can create more structures for more surrender, for more automaticness, for more letting, letting go. Building more structure for more being. Because as we just said, the doing, when it comes from a being, is effortless. Take a few moments and cultivate some spaciousness. We'll be back. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into reality Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak So here is what they don't tell you Or maybe they do, but I haven't heard too much of this being spoken We talk about waking up, we talk about supporting ourselves We talk about being more present we talk about really, really knowing that our inner world is reflecting our outer world. And we do that work. We pay attention to the conversations. We pay attention to how we feel about ourselves in every interaction. We pay attention to life's flow. And we realize that just like there is a winter outside of you, there is a winter inside of you. Just like spring is coming as a season and on earth it's the same season that's happening within you I keep going back to that same story of me and my mother looking at the ocean and seeing the tides go in and out every day and my mother telling me you do realize that it's not only happening to the water it's not only happening in the ocean in the sea it's also happening in your body and 
that makes sense. I don't care where you come from. If you can look at the ocean and know that it's being pulled and pushed by gravity and the moon, then thinking that that's not happening in your body, uh, it's ludicrous. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. But if you really feel into it and you know that the same thing that's happening outside is happening inside your body, and you don't have to always feel good or always feel high or know how to manage your lows, but instead get a better sense of what's coming, get a better sense of your own flow. Knowing your rhythm, knowing your own frequency, knowing what changes your frequency, feeling that sense of vibration you have inside you, And that's done through the breath, through paying attention, through silence, through prayer, through mindfulness, whether it's mindfulness while you walk, while you eat, while you talk, while you listen, while you are. That sense of presence and mindfulness that practice of awareness increases your ability to surrender to faith, to surrender to the dance of life. And what happens, what happens as you start waking up, you become more aware of those unconscious patterns. You become more aware of the automatic fears and automatic stories that you have been telling yourself from a place of survival, from a place of needing to protect yourself. And seeing the pattern, while seeing the pattern is generally the beginning of the healing, very few talk about how difficult it is at first. It's very, very challenging to become so aware It's challenging to see how your habits, your automatic unconscious habits, the things that trigger you, have so much power over you. That's why most people would rather just continue to start from scratch because people know how to quit that first cigarette again. People know how to make that New Year's resolution again. There is practice with that. There's even a sense of fulfillment. But very few know how to really not pick up a cigarette again. Just not do it. And if you do it, to start quitting again and know that you cannot quit until you quit. You cannot change the habit until it's changed. And that takes time. So what are the few common experiences of waking up? What are the few common challenges of waking up again remember we are tying it to awareness when you are aware when you have more experience in just being you start to feel like you cannot handle your happiness that is a very very common problem that once you do surrender to the blessings 
as big or little, as many or few as you know to be true in your life. But even during a time and an experience where you know you're being safe and you're experiencing just the simple bliss of being, whether it's being with your son or being at work or, or really being on vacation, it doesn't matter. But knowing that you are having a challenging time experiencing happiness. People have a very basic pattern that when they feel very happy, the longer it is for the first time in your life, the more likely at first you are to try to bottle it, try to control it, try to repeat it. And the, the practice of just knowing that the type of happiness the type of bliss that you are looking to experience and cultivate, you have never had before, so it will be strange. Again, you are more comfortable looking for damage. You are more comfortable looking for what to fix in yourself. That that becomes your source of contentment. That may become your source of happiness. So, as you wake up, I'd like you to really explore the fact that sometimes, if not many times, you have the following experiences. I'm still looking for what's damaged in me. I keep looking from the outside instead of being present. Do you know that one? That you're looking at yourself from the outside, you're observing yourself, you're judging yourself. I mean, you see it from a place of awareness and wisdom and pattern recognition and you're looking to improve and yet instead you keep finding yourself just looking from the outside. Being present is very, very difficult when you constantly try to fix yourself. Being present is very, very challenging when you're trying to fix yourself. As you come back into your body. And the only way you know that is because you're actually feeling. You're feeling good or bad. But you're not numb. You're feeling pain or you're feeling ecstatic. But feeling in the body. When you start waking up, you start coming back to your body. Your body becomes whole again. And that can feel very scary. Because here is a few of the feelings and the experiences as you come back to your body. I feel out of control. See, what happens is as you become aware of your body, you become aware of the trillion things that are happening and how malleable and vulnerable you are to the energy and to the waves of life that can feel out of control and that brings up that old fear when you become how when you become aware how ungrounded you have been it gets scary all of a sudden your awareness shows you that you feel out of control you feel ungrounded you feel very distracted you feel too contemplative. Any of you feel too contemplative? You feel like you're thinking too much. You are analyzing too much. 
How about my head is processing too fast? How about that experience of knowing that it's just processing and processing and processing and processing? Again, all of this stuff is a sign of waking up. Okay, because you're becoming more and more aware of your patterns, of your systems. But as you meet, as you meet your unconscious, as you are able to pause and take a step back, the first things that you see and you experience feel ugly. They feel destructive. They feel nasty. As a matter of fact, you have avoided them your whole life. You have avoided these feelings, these experiences, with being busy, with drinking, with working, with just feeling numb. And now as you are tasting the fact that you are a God and how you feel about yourself and what you are imagining is creating your life moment by moment, I'd like you to really feel okay about not feeling okay. I'd like you to feel safe in your fear, in your scatteredness, in the fact that you're afraid to be present. Sometimes, actually a lot of times in the beginning, the most challenging thing to do, you know, there's many reasons why spiritual work is called work. There's many reasons why. But one of them is it takes a lot of work to be vulnerable. It really does. At first, and then you realize that it's a sense of freedom. But being vulnerable, which literally faces the fear of being judged, the fear of not being perfect, the knowing that you're always growing and you're always changing, and this idea of perfection, this idea of a, a sense of self that is finally ready. I have you know, people, students clients, community members, all kinds of labels for, it's all the same thing, really. I have people really telling me that they can't wait until their fear is gone, until their problems and their ails are, 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 are resolved. There's no such thing. Everything is always moving. Everything is always changing. The real work is knowing that for for me, it's been already ten, almost 10 years, 9 years now. I mean, a lot more probably, but definitely 5 active, active years of thinking that I'm going to be fine in 3 months. In 3 months, it's all going to be fixed. But being raw and vulnerable and staying, staying in the process, that's the work. We'll be back. told me once that he believes that evolution of humanity is really the sense of knowing how to co-create 
an environment that supports us. Knowing that we are a product of our environment. So instead of pushing and trying to fit into an existing structure and an existing environment that we may feel stuck at or we feel like we have to fit into, to really, truly get to know yourself. Get to know what is good for you. What nourishes you. Where you are automatic. Where you give your gifts naturally and then patiently and slowly, if that's your thing, to co-create that environment. So for me, for example, to change the podcast from Thursday morning to Tuesday night is really a lifelong adventure of knowing and trying different things, knowing where I feel more free. Instead of trying to be my best on a Thursday morning, I'd rather change the podcast three times, change the dates, change the time, know what it would take for me to be more free, for me to have an environment where I'm at my best, if that's what I would call it. And because I come, well, I don't have to give it a reason, but I assume that because I am a product of, I didn't grow up in any special enlightened way. I grew up just like everyone else and trying to fit in and believing that it's all about success and money and power. This process of waking up for me is also realizing my own flow. And it's a fact that when I wake up in the morning, my mornings are dramatically different than my nights. Maybe it is because my nervous system has been so used to worrying, waking up and worrying, worrying about whatever it may be. But I know it's very, very common and familiar to you. And I know as the day goes by and I am more involved in whatever it is I like to do, I am more active and engaged in my life's work and my life's gifts. Then by the time the day ends or later, I am so much more aware and awake and excited about being here that instead of trying, instead of forcing to provide the value and to provide whatever it is that I want to be doing on 11 a.m., to actually just say, how about trying at 9 p.m.? Instead of hoping and marketing and inviting people to call me at 11 o'clock in the morning, just looking at my life, looking at how likely I am to listen to an 11 o'clock show, how likely I am to call in to an 11 o'clock show, and then coming back and realizing when do I listen to things? When would I more likely be calling someone? 
and just co-creating and changing my environment to fit to fit what flows easiest for me. So again, part of waking up is knowing your rhythm, knowing your flow. Last segment, we were touching on these challenges, these common challenges that people feel, that you feel as you are waking up. And let's repeat them again. Not feeling good about being happy, like something is weird. When you're happy for more than 30 seconds, when five minutes passes and 10 minutes passes, there is a sense of dread. There's a sense of worry. And to become aware of it, know that it's automatic. It's in your nervous system. The place in you that's continuing to look for damages, that's continuing to try to fix yourself, looking at yourself from the outside, feeling your body expanding and coming back into wholeness, and yet feeling out of control, feeling ungrounded, being attracted to your misery, being so hyper-aware of how fast you're processing and how you can feel like you may be too contemplative and you're literally afraid of being present and being raw and being vulnerable. In other, in other words, being too self-aware can be the experience, can become a sense of trepidation and fear while you are waking up. So if these are the things that you are experiencing, I'd like to tell you congratulations, and I'd like to tell you and remind you that you have support. I'm dedicating my life. I'm dedicating my daily experience of being to supporting you and myself in this waking process. It is a process. It is a journey. So many things come up as we become more aware. So many feelings, emotions, thoughts, and experiences all rise up as you breathe slower. And knowing that you are seen, supported, knowing that you are not defective or you're not waking up properly, you're not doing it good enough or fast enough, that's our job. That's our role. Our role is to support one another in this process of waking up that on a day-to-day basis can feel slow. On a day-to-day basis, we have been wanting, we have been praying for help. We have been praying to feel better and to be saved for such a long time that as we start doing our work, we have this tendency to want to see results fast. And that is what waking is all about. It's being gentle with yourself. It's knowing that if it's taking us thousands and thousands of millions of life years just to be here today, just for you to be listening, just for you to be be paying attention, that it's okay. 
it can take a few more seasons and a few more years for you to be this conscious co-creator in your life where you are embodying the truth that you are reflecting and creating your reality. If you doubt it, then pay attention. Pay attention that everything outside of you, all of the things that you do not like, whether it's physical health, financial instability, friends, family, career, passion, everything, including the shows you watch on TV, everything is in direct correlation, is in direct partnership. It's a dance. It's a dancing partner of how you feel about yourself, of what you are imagining and daydreaming. I have, I'm making more of an effort to be a full-time parent with my son because what is all this work for if I'm not going to affect my son's development, if I'm not going to be there for him. So I spend a lot more time with him now. And I watch him, I watch him daydream. I watch him just sit there with this little smirk on his face, with this little smile. And he's just sitting there daydreaming. And I notice that what he calls daydreaming, we call panic attacks now. We do. Try to daydream. Try to sit there and daydream. And I can guarantee you it's going to turn into some panic attack or you're going to get busy real fast. You see, we all have the capacity to daydream. But when you are protecting yourself and worrying about a billion and one things, those daydreams become to nightmares. I mean, really, what my son experiences is just staring into the sky and smiling of possibilities of fun and joy and whatever it turns it it makes us anxious we are so busy we are afraid of daydreaming and yet it is the daydream it is the daydreaming that is creating your reality including your anxiety this is why this is called waking not even waking up cuz it's waking up waking down it's waking it's a process google it what does waking stand for it's an ongoing process of coming into consciousness and becoming more aware. Get a hold on your daydreams once again. Get a hold on your imagination once again. And guess what? That really, really comes from how you feel about yourself. How you feel about yourself is the catalyst and the engine, the nuclear power plant for your imagination. So here is to more daydreaming that do not turn into panic attacks. We'll be back. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry 
Hydrate these cells cause the body toxin meditation helps. The body toxin meditation helps. Oh, oh, oh. A question just to prove that moving the show is not going <laughs> to get me more questions. We got one right now. So, thank you. Uh-huh. What's the question? Why can't I be grateful and simmer in the goodness? It's the too good to be true syndrome that we are suffering from. And who knew that one of the biggest challenges with waking up would be to experience the goodness and, and to let what's good simmer and sink into. So the first thing I want to tell you, Tracy, is know that it's normal. It very, very is, it, it, it is expected. And why can't you enjoy what's coming why can't you enjoy the goodness that is unfolding all around you? Well, I would encourage you to realize that it may feel like you can't, but the truth is you just don't have enough practice yet. It is literally like riding a bicycle. It really, 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 truly is from experience. Five years ago, I was developing websites and working for a company I didn't really care for working with. And I really did not enjoy my day-to-day experience. I hated it. Five years later, I'm living a dream. And yet, my biggest struggle is exactly that. It's actually settling into the life that's been created with the self-love and freedom of imagination and community support. And yet, if you think that I'm a lot happier than I did than I that I than I was five years ago, you're right, but not as much as I thought I would be. I too struggle with just allowing all of the blessings and the miracles to become my guide. And to sink into it. And I tell you and I tell myself the same thing. We just haven't had enough practice. It takes practice to trust the unknown. Because here's what happens when you are allowing the blessings and the miracles and the goodness. You are in a place of presence. You're in a place of stillness. And we are so used to protecting ourselves. We're so used to waiting for something to break down, that it's not allowing you to just chill and experience the blessings and experience the miracles. That's from the Talmud and from Jewish mysticism. And it talks about someone who is wealthy, truly wealthy, as someone who has enjoying what they already have. And it's ageless wisdom because everybody and anybody that 
has been through this waking up process, that is going through this waking up process, knows that the biggest support we need, and it's the biggest surprise, this is something that I hear all the time and I talk about all the time outside, you know, whether it's in session or outside sessions. People are amazed how difficult it is to enjoy yourself. We are amazed. We are absolutely amazed. Nobody knew, nobody thought that the biggest struggle would be to actually experience and be grateful for the miracles and blessings that are unfolding. And we are so quick to turn that into an issue again that we are right back in the same cycle of fixing. So I tell you, Tracy, and I tell myself, it takes practice. Know that you're not alone. Why can't you? Because everybody around you, every single thing around you is telling you to watch out, to be careful, to not be a fool, to not be, you know, to prepare for worse times. To know, to know deep in your, in, in your heart, to know deep, deep, deep inside that life supports life. Life mutates towards good. Life supports anything and everything that is more likely to survive and thrive. Knowing that, and knowing that when you are happy and you are content, you are changing your molecular structures, you are letting go, you are allowing cancer cells to die in your body, you are allowing disease and stress to leave your body, you are literally expanding yourself. Knowing that that is a natural place for you and it just takes more practice don't go for days of happiness go for 10 minutes at a time go for five minutes at a time know that you're always increasing your capacity to receive by just receiving the too good to be true syndrome is wide it's again this is what i am committed to this is what waking is all about. It's dealing with the most common challenges of waking up. And this thing, Tracy, that you just asked is it. And know that it does get better. It does get easier. Your nervous system gets used to it. It really does. You will find yourself more and more and more relaxed. All I am reminding you is to not expect anything. Let it surprise you. You just do your work, which means to cultivate the sense of faith. What is faith? What's faith? Some people consider it knowing, trusting. I experience faith as a direct combination of knowing and not knowing at the same time. Faith is not just knowing that everything is going to be okay. Faith is also not knowing. And if you can feel within yourself the sense of knowing and not knowing at the same time and breathe into it, you've got faith. If you can breathe into trusting and not trusting at the same time. 
it will exponentially strengthen your resolve, your ability to stay present and to be happy. So you're asking why I say because you're human. It's what happens when we wake up. It definitely, it's definitely normal in a society where you have been scared out of your body. You have been scared out of joy and out of happiness. You have been told that happiness and joy comes from material things. Or even worse, you have been told that sitting down, being, and just enjoying yourself will lead to more chaos, to more damage. So as you ride the new bicycle of your own consciousness, as you learn to ride the fine edge between your heart and your mind, as you practice presence and being and happiness, as you stop asking why, there's no why, it's just what's happening. It's normal. If there's one thing you can really, really take out from today's show and today's podcast, it really is that it's normal. It's normal to struggle in experiencing bliss and happiness and joy. That the too-good-to-be-true syndrome is what we are all dealing with, and this is what we are here to support one another. We're here to support one another in feeling safe and just being, in feeling safe and daydreaming. Put it on your calendar. Ten minutes of daydreaming every day. Daydreaming is the new meditation. Daydreaming is the new prayer. Just allowing your mind and your imagination and your heart and your spirit to dance and create inner worlds that you know, you know with time and intention and support become your actual reality. So you choose automatic playfulness or neuroses, automatic joy towards wholeness or fear. I wish you love, blessings, and gentleness. We'll talk soon.